0: Yo, welcome back to the show. This is of course David Scales, the host of Surf Splendor. Um thrilled to have you back for another episode of Surf News with Scott Bass. And um, before I get into that, just quick order of business as always, reference our website surfsplendorpodcast.com is where you go if you want to leave a comment about today's show, find past episodes, everything's archived for free. All the music that is used in this show is all archived there. Um, and then on social media at Surf Splendor. Anyway, enjoy today's show. I will be back at the end to sign us off.
1: Yeah, guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, guy, what's up bro, yeah, guy, hey now, welcome everybody down the line Surf Talk Radio, Scott Bass and David Lee Scales with you here on this Tuesday, November 19th, wait, Thursday, sorry, Thursday. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. off a couple of days, Thursday, November 19th, and that was Howlin' Wolf. With a super session of musicians, including Steve Winwood, Eric Clapton, Bill Wyman, Charlie Watts, um, and a few others that I'm definitely missing here. But uh, Wang, Wang Dang Doodle, All Night Long, Howlin' Wolf.
0: Sweet. I actually... Thought you were going to quiz me like, hey, who is this? I was going to. Well, I pulled out Shazam while you were doing the intro and I was Shazamming it. Were you blown away by the crew that's on this album? No, because my phone doesn't have reception right now and I wasn't able to get the info. Oh. So I was going to be shamed uh, for not knowing. But yeah, that is pretty impressive. That is a super group, man. It's pretty cool because it's when all those guys were were real young. So you've got these British
1: rockers who absolutely adored these these, you know, like blues musicians from the usa yeah and um you know to get called into a session with these guys so you've got clapton who's probably i don't know how old maybe 19 or 20 and so all these guys are real young steve winwood's probably 15 he's i love younger. steve winwood dude. yeah he's good yeah. he's an underrated guitar player yeah
0: i agree he's underrated all the way around
1: and um bill wyman uh so Charlie is it Watts. just one
0: album or just
1: one track no it's a whole album Oh, okay yeah and what's the name of the group well, it's just Howlin' Wolf. Um, I don't have it. You know, the, that's the bummer about iTunes in the digital world. Like you don't, you can't pull up the album cover and look at it. But um, it's the it, bummer about
0: iTunes. But the benefit of Google, I'll pull it up right now. Yeah,
1: Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf Super Session, I think it is called, or something like that, or, or it might be called, might be Highway something.
0: Okay, Super Highway or hmm. well, there's a blues singer, Chicago blues singer named. Howlin' Wolf as well. Well, no, of
1: course. That's who this is. This is the
0: Chicago Blues. Okay. 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 okay, And
1: he's he's sessioning with these guys. Got it. Got it. it. This is their hero. And
0: Howlin' Wolf is the man. Got it. Man, his website, Howlin'Wolf.com, is so outdated. It looks like it was built in 1996 or something. It's a MySpace (laughs) page. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That That guy's got soul, though, huh? Howlin' Wolf, man. Jeez. Yeah. Awesome. Well, wow. little music education at the beginning of every show. How That's about right. that?
1: That's right, my friend. So um, look, it's uh, a lot going on in the surf world. You know, uh, we're we're sort of well, we are we have kicked off the triple crown, the Vans Triple Crown of Surfing, and they started yesterday at Haleiva, Um Sort of lackluster conditions, but uh, you know, Marty Thomas, who was the my former co-host on the right. show for a number of years, Marty's the Vance Triple Crown Contest Director, and this time of year, I imagine Marty has an ulcer or two based on, um, you know, he's the guy that has to make the call totally on these um, conditions and when to run the events, and they've been in the waiting period for a while for the Haliva event, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and it's and it been a bummer, you know, they've been sort of missing swells, so um, I believe Marty just had to kind of go, you know what, if we don't do it now, we're not doing it, so it's on, and Sort of lackluster conditions, you know, but things could turn around. We're just into rounds one and two here, so.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm almost not even ready for the Triple Crown. Like, it's hard to kick back into gear for the winter season just because I'm busy in my regular life and work and blah, blah, blah. It's like, once it happens, it's like, oh, this is already happening right now. You know? I should be in Hawaii. What am I doing here? You
1: should. Now, did you watch any of the yesterdays? No, I didn't. I watched a little bit of it, and and although the, the surfing and the waves were – Lackluster relative to, you know, yeah. what we expect. Sure. Um, the one thing that did stick out to me was, was sort of the drama that is involved in being a young pro surfer in Hawaii, being in round one, which means you're not a top seed. You know, you're like ranked 250th. And these guys are really grinding it out, you know, and, and, uh, and so when you're sent out into round one in lackluster waves and it's like, okay, this is the start of my triple crown season. I have all these huge expectations. I'd love to just get to say round four of this event and, and get into the sunset event and make it through. And you're sent out and, and I saw guys that are great surfers, you know, guys that I don't even know their names, guys, a lot of Brazilian guys, a lot of, a lot of, you know, guys that are just blue collar grinders trying to make it happen on the QS that. That their Hawaiian season sort of slammed in just one day. You know, like you, if you lose in round one at Haliva, it's kind of like, okay, um, I got to pull my bootstraps up here and hope for the best for the rest of these six weeks.
0: Yeah, it's almost over and done with before it, it even gets started. It really is. I mean,
1: I'm sure guys pack up and go, I'm going home.
0: For sure they do you every know? single year. And yeah. there's far more of those guys than there are the ones who get through to round four, obviously. So it's like everybody's hopes and dreams that are pinned on this one thing. That's the pinnacle of the year. They're dashed and quickly. It's, yeah. There was a guy,
1: Thiago. I, his last name's Camareo or yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Shrimpy. a Brazilian. Yeah. Good surfer. Fantastic. And, surfer. and you could tell all he needed was a wave, and he would have advanced. You know, like he's good enough to be like advancing on, like yep. a lot of these guys. And he just didn't get the wave. Yeah. You know? And. And and you just saw his... I mean, he he wear, he wear wore it on his sleeve. You could see that his hopes and dreams were dashed, as yep. you mentioned. And uh, he came in, you know, he was just downtrodden. And all his buddies were downtrodden. And it's like, okay, away you go. Back to Brazil or
0: wherever, you know. I'm sure they hang out, but... Well, he it, was a guy that was right on the cusp of qualifying a couple years ago. And it's like, just barely didn't qualify. And now, where is he ranked? You know, like, yeah. now he's just in the back of the pack and nobody knows... Like, yeah. His, his dream was dashed a couple years ago. He's still fighting it out. I've got that heat right here. Heat three of round one. Right. He, um, the average Yaden nickel or something. Yeah. I got beat by Yadon Nero and Keikoa Casamero. Yeah. Um, but the all average, he needed was
1: all he needed was like a 2.3 to get through the heat. And he was scrambling around and just, yeah, the seconds were ticking off the clock and he was just. Always out of position.
0: Well, the average wave score in that heat was 3.35. Yeah. That's pathetic. I know. Like that's an indicator of the wave quality in that. You exactly. Know, for or that You, you know, up. as Yaden got a seven,
1: You can you imagine what he, he just did two turns and right. was like 7.5. Yeah. So
0: it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Tough going for all those guys, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great names on this list uh, or who lost in that first round. Um, so along those lines though, let me give you a rundown of the QSers that are being added to the CT in 2016. Okay. Obviously, it's not a finalized list yet. There's a lot in flux, but these names that I'm going to mention are like mathematically qualified for the tour. You know, there's others that can be added, and um, but none of these will really get bumped off at this point. They're pretty okay. much guaranteed a spot. Jack Freestone, yeah, pretty amazing. Like free surf career, or I guess we're not allowed to call it free surfing anymore, right? Professional, yeah. Oh, you've got that list too, Jack Freestone. Oh, okay. So Jack Freestone, um, Australian, Kyo Belly Alejo Muniz is going to requalify. Um, he are these was only guys requalified,
1: or they're on the cusp of requalifying. These this says top ten rated surfers as the tour moves into Hawaii.
0: Yeah, but they're mathematically going to make it. Okay. Yeah. No matter what happens on pretty on the, much no matter on what the happens. CT. Yeah. Um, so Jack Freestone, Kaioa Belly, Alejo Muniz, who's been off tour for a year, but he's going to qualify again, uh, and make it back on. Kanoe Garashi, Alex Rubiero. Those guys are pretty much guaranteed. And then from this point on, these guys are likely to qualify. Um, Davey Cathles, Connor O'Leary, Ryan Callanan. Michael Rodriguez, Connor Coffin, Stewie Kennedy are 13th and 15th. So they could if they do really well in Hawaii, but it's not really, you know, for sure yet. Um, among those names, who of them do you even know? Well, like I know, know them Stu- all, but who yeah, do you no, know? I it? know who Stu Kennedy
1: is. Like he's always been on the cusp. He writes promos. He, the was Tomos. On, he, he was might have been tour on tour for a once, year too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a lot like the Rodriguez. Did you mention a guy named Rodriguez? Yeah, Michael I, Rodriguez. I have no idea who he is. Many. You know, nine out of ten, I couldn't pick out of a lineup if they were in front of me. Yeah. But, um, you know, which, again, sort of speaks to what I'm always telling you. Like, talk to me when they're in the top ten. Otherwise, yeah. there's a pool of talent. I get it. You know? Yeah.
0: Like, I actually have thoughts on each of these guys. I was curious if you even... Well, I do. Like,
1: Alejo Muniz is a, is interesting. He's a competitor. He's going to be a guy that's just going to be kind of a blue-collar Brazilian guy that'll do some damage on tour, probably won't ever get into the top ten. But will have his moments at certain breaks and
0: take guys out. He's 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 been around long enough that he knows how to get it done.
1: Um, he
0: he's a guy that actually we've seen the best performances out of since he's been off
1: tour. Didn't he come in as a wild card and do really well somewhere? He, he did. And this year, like, yeah, like, like Chopu or somewhere. Like
0: and last year when he was going to get kicked off tour, he showed up at Pipeline and took out. Uh, Title contenders right. like Kelly yeah. Slater and stuff. Right. Like yeah, he, had he run. got that yeah. nine nine or maybe it was a ten at back door that I thought was like the best wave of the event. It right. was insane. Yeah, and it kind of got it. overlooked because John John was doing his thing and Julian and Gabriel and stuff. But I mean, again, Con- well, that's
1: the one name that that sticks. And then Connor Coffin. I'm I'm excited to see a North American guy anytime. Yeah. I can get a North American guy on tour. That's who I want to root for.
0: Along with Kanoa. Kanoa's on right for sure. Um, Connor's in 13th. If he does well in Hawaii, he could get on. So, what's interesting, um, about this list mainly Australian. There's, let me see, one, two, three, four, uh, mainly Australian and Brazilian. Four Australians, uh, four Brazilians, two United States surfers. Um, among the Australians, like Jack Freestone, obviously we know, Davy Cathles, Connor O'Leary, like those are guys that I've seen on the QS, but they're not really A-list contenders as far as I'm concerned. I wouldn't be surprised if they qualified and then got booted right back off, like we saw with Mitch Cruz and um, Dion Atkinson, you know. The Brazilians now, I mentioned or you may, mentioned May I interrupt for Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What interests me is first of all the the nationality breakdown sort of mirrors what's on tour anyway a lot of Brazilians and Australians and just a very few North Americans secondly you're a guy who watches a ton of surf media you're on a, you're you're very plugged into what's happening and you don't necessarily know these guys as well as you know some of the for lack of a better phrase free surfer pros right like yeah which speaks to the grind that is the QS so these guys are out there every day at some crappy beach break in Virginia Beach or wherever they right. are trying to get points. And they don't seem to have the time then to put in the effort to get video clips made, to do all of that marketing right. that the other guys have. So you know guys, you're more familiar with guys. The surf world is more familiar with guys that are doing all this social media web it. 100%. And it's, it's unfortunate that these guys are out there trying to bust their butts or They are busting their butts to make the tour, and we're like, "Who are they?" I don't even care about them. I'd rather see Clay Marzo on tour. That guy rips you know, totally. There's that mentality that's unfortunate.
0: Well, I've seen Davy Kethles and Connor O'Leary winning heats, and I watch those events, but I don't care about their surfing. You know, it's like I see their name, they're like, I'm like, okay, they surf good, and they did deserve to win that heat, but I don't care. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't want to even You're watch not them. Not invested free surf. yet,
1: you know, because no. you, you haven't, you haven't bought in because you haven't seen.
0: Yeah. Whatever. They surf good and they surf like a bunch of other people, but
1: there's you nothing You sound like interest. me right now. You're I sounding just like me.
0: Well, so Jack Freestone, on the other hand, and Kiowa Belli, the guys in the first and the second position, I actually am enamored by their surfing. Like, those guys rip. And they've ripped for years. Like, I remember seeing them surf lowers five years ago, each of them separately, and being blown away by how good they surf. Now, one name that you mentioned, Michael Rodriguez, you don't even know who that guy is. Like, I've seen him surf and was he is an A-list talent. No, 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 no. Don't laugh. Like, here's the deal. He is... Like Carlos Muniz? Like Felipe Toledo, actually. I've watched him surf and go, holy crap, this guy's Felipe talent. Like, Felipe level talent. And I would not be surprised if he did what Idolo Ferrer did this year. Like, he'll show up and blow up and guys will be like, where did that come from? Now, I think that that the talent pool in brazil of guys that you've never heard of that have no commercial backing is obviously deeper and vaster than anywhere else in the world. Like there's phenomenal surfers in australia but there's also all this infrastructure and they get coached and all that sort of thing. In brazil, you get these guys who come out of nowhere who then just take over and and i think michael rodriguez is a guy who could very well do that. Now again, i think he's in the 10th position so he's or maybe 11th so he's not really like guaranteed a spot yet but i'd love to see him do well in hawaii and uh ruin some dreams dash some dreams alex rubiero is in that he's actually in the sixth position and he could also do that he but he's kind of more like he's amazing but i don't know that he's mike like i think michael rodriguez could actually you know dash them all yeah I'm, i'm just
1: not you know i'll be more excited when i see him lay down the Gauntlet at Chopu or wherever, you know, like, like when you really see a young surfer kind of come into his own and you're like, wow. You know, like the way we've seen Felipe Toledo in the past few years. Idolo is, is the best is a example. surprise. Yeah.
0: yeah. Best example of a guy who just nobody had any expectations for. Most people didn't even know. And most people still can't pronounce his name. And he's just smashed guys. Italo (laughs) Wiggly Ferreira. Aren't they the same guy? Italian Ferrari is the best. Yeah. Um, So anyways, I'm actually excited about all that stuff. I'm very sad to have a conversation with you about Matt Banning, who one year ago I was just like, you wait and see. And he actually did show up, I feel like, but got injured in J-Bay, and that's why we haven't talked about him since.
1: Yeah, Which I is mean, injuries are lame. It's un- Yeah, that is unfortunate. You know, It's not his fault, but it is what it is. Um, how he bounces back from an injury, we'll see. I mean, injuries oftentimes do more emotional and mental damage than they do physical. It's just hard to get over the hump. You see all these young guys out there getting all the attention while you're sitting at home with a knee brace on or whatever it is, and totally—
0: and a bummer, it's a total bummer. And who knows if he'll even get the injury r- wild card for next year? You know, I think there's a couple guys a vying lot. for it. Yeah. yeah, so it's like he might have to go back and grind it out on the QS again. Aren't there three or no? There's two injury wild cards available. Yeah, or, yeah.
1: There must be four guys. Like Dusty Payne, right? Yep. He, it seems like every year he's running. He's Jordy. He's, Jordy will get it. Jordy will get one just based yeah. on yeah industry. Influence and yeah, quite I frankly, agree. I think everybody wants to see Jordy on tour. Yeah, and he deserves to be on tour. Totally. Um, so Jordy's, So there's really only one. And and Matt Banning yeah. and there's a who else is injured? There's a couple of other guys. Yeah, I can't it's quite think of it off guys. the top of my
0: head actually. Yeah, but they're definitely like level guys. Yeah, there like, was a few this year. I don't know why I can't think. Was of Brett one. Simpson one? No. no, 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 no. He's had an injury, a nagging injury, but he hasn't really been missing events for it. Um. So last week, you gave your top 10 most influential, or what, what, was it influential or important No, it was the surfers? Surfer Poll Awards. Yeah, your own personal... It was, no, the Surfer Poll Awards. It
1: was the Surfer Poll Awards. I You're just... going to
0: attach Surfer Magazine's name no, to your said, list?
1: It, yeah,
0: it's the Surfer Poll Awards. How, how about Surf Poll Awards? Just Surf Poll.
1: <laughs> so it's not attached <laughs> it's to It's the down-the-line radio Surfer
0: Poll Awards. There you go. Fair enough. So meaning... The
1: results are in. I mean... Your results we've are got in. The, my...
0: my Ballot wasn't cast last week.
1: We've got the secret. We hacked into the Down the Line Surfer Poll Awards website, and we've
0: got the results prior to them being announced on December 6th at Turtle Bay. Well, then I need you to clarify. Is it the <laughs> most influential surfers, or is it the most important surfers, or the favorite surfers? Well, or? I look at it when I'm filling
1: out my poll. I look at it like, who's the most interesting? Interesting who's is interesting, the operative word there. Because interesting is clicks, and we're in the world of clickbait. Perfect. Interesting. That's why William Finnegan was the
0: number one guy on my list. He's the most interesting surfer in the world this year. Perfect. Because I've compiled my own list which is actually better than your list (laughs) and that's impossible, not impossible, fully possible actually.
1: And I wish we could rehash my list real quickly for listeners who didn't hear the last episode, but well,
0: would you like me to pull it up for you? Could you just, could you just riddle it off so that we have it there so we can riff on it? I can indeed. Um, I fully disagree with your list by the way. Number That's fine. number ten, Dane Reynolds. Number nine, Adriana de Souza. Number eight, Matt Parker of Album Surfboards. Number seven, Mason Ho. Number six, Gabriel Medina. Number five, the WSL uh, commentary team. Number four, John, John Florence. Number three, Felipe Toledo. Number two, Kelly Slater. And number one, William Finnegan. Okay, that was my list. That Sur- was- that's the Surfer Pole winners. Those are your winners,
1: folks. Your winners? No, those
0: are your winners. Those are the public's winners. You should say my winners, meaning your winners, because they're not my winners. No, yours nope. is in the global listening audience. Nope. So here's my list, okay? All right, and here's why it's better than your list. I think everybody will agree. <laughs> oh my There's no God. <laughs> Adriana de Souza on it. There's Adriana no WSL commentary team. It's
1: very interesting. So is the w- we all we do is talk about Adriana de Souza and the WSL commentary team. We talk about them a the lot. The WSL, WSL commentary team
0: isn't a person. It's a bunch of people. You use that, used kind of that w- yeah. Who but said that? They're That's all the same th- thing. They're all, right. all people. All right. Here's my list. Just listen up. <laughs> okay. Number ten, I'm gonna agree with you on number ten, Dane Reynolds. Because Dane is obviously an incredible surfer who we all love to watch. We have our our negative things to say about Dane as well, but He's interesting. You got it, you got but it. But his his fiance slash wife, napkin apocalypse, is almost <laughs> more interesting than he is. Agreed. So number nine. I actually have a top five list, but then I feel because, like, you have failed me already. All right. Number nine. Yes. Derek Riley. That's a good one. I like that. Derek Riley for founding, not only for co founding Stab, but then Beach Grit, which is endless source of entertainment for you and I. We love, right? Yeah. Beach Grit's great. I mean, it's,
1: it is what it is. It's, it's sort of like this sophomoric, um, Beach Grit, like, they, they want to kill you with a thousand cuts. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's know? a good way of putting it. Yeah.
0: Wow, I like
1: that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that should be their new tagline. We'll
0: kill you. They with have a thousand. good. They have a good tagline, actually. Something to do with surf hard candy or something. <laughs> yeah, they do. I um, tried to put their website. If this morning I was and it wasn't twenty-five
1: instead of fifty. Beach grit would be my go-to place for entertainment, surf entertainment. Because yeah. I'm hard. a little older, I'm, it's a little bit, you know. I yeah. don't know. It's just a little soft mark, but well, I really there's, there's there's moments of glory in there that I love.
0: Here's the deal: I really appreciate Derek Riley, the work that he does, and what he's contributed to the surf community. That's you know?
1: that's the thing. Is that's that what, what, I what I like. they've contributed is good. You know, like the fact that they've semi broken the paradigm. Yes, even though it was broken down a little bit by guys like Lewis Samuels and those types that were like, "Screw the mainstream surf media, let's do this."
0: Yeah, yeah. so they've. They've reshaped that that mold a little bit, and by the way, um, follows through. Like he's been at it for a while, and he came in with a lot of steam, and it's like, all right, this is awesome. But we've seen, like Lewis Samuels, him do it strong for nine months or a year, and then fade away, and we don't really hear from him anymore. Like Derek's delivered day in and day out for a long period of time you know so I really admire that and um, bravo beachgrid.com is their website ultra hard surf candy is their tagline by the way right and they're
1: just so tongue in cheek that even some of the stuff where you kind of go you wince a little bit you get it that they're they're sort of just poking fun at everything
0: completely yeah no they're not being serious well I
1: know but as opposed to some of the others in that sort of genre if you will that are more like um,
0: just attacking for attack's sake agreed yeah no. So, Derek Riley, you're my number nine surfer pole winner. Uh, number eight, Owen Wright, actually. I feel like Owen, I mean, the guy, he's a workhorse, but what he did at Cloud Break really, really, really impressed me. Multiple tens. Like, I, I hadn't really seen anybody dominate waves like that. I guess I saw it with Felipe Toledo and Gold Coast. No, we've
1: seen people dominate waves like that. No, yes, dude. Not have.
0: in a long time. Well, okay, one. not...
1: Um, Uh, No, I have, I have. But John John, the John John Kelly final the year before Chopu was insane.
0: John John in general at pipeline rivals. No, at Chopu, I'm talking about. Oh, the year before the semifinal. Yeah, the semi. Thank you. The semis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't feel like he really. Both of those guys. Yeah, that one heat was incredible. But what I'm saying is Owen Wright showed up to the event and got tens throughout. Like he dominated from the beginning to the very end, and he was just so in sync throughout the entire week. It was. I agree with you that
1: he is interesting. Yeah. So I will agree with that. That I can I can see how he would
0: make your top ten or perhaps mine. I'm keeping not an
1: easy list to make.
0: No, it isn't. But that really is something that that stood out for me from a guy that I never really cared about before. Owen. Um, number seven I'm keeping as your number seven you had him as number seven as well, Mason Ho. Every time I see anything with Mason Ho online, I click play. Like, he's that interesting. I want to hear him talk. I want to watch him surf. I want to hear his post eat interviews. Like, all of it I love. Number six, Matt Miola. Maui Goofy Footer. Clay Marzo Replacement. Matt, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you like that? I did. That's um, pretty good. <laughs> so he is, to me, like, he's charging jaws. He's doing insane airs. He's getting really not enough press, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He did the spindle flip. The morning I showed up to the boardroom show, your event in Del Mar, I pull up Instagram, and he's doing the spindle flip, and it's like, what is this? And then... You watch any video that they put out of him. He does five air rotations that don't have a name that I've never heard before. Never seen before. Yeah. You know, like, he's that insane. He's almost doing so much of it that it just falls on deaf ears. You're not even sure. It was like Joe Cremo and Justin Madison in the 90s in those Lost videos doing shove and varials and stuff where it was like, well, I don't even know what this is. Can't process it. My brain <laughs> isn't ready for it. Right. You know, like... And then ten years later, Julian Wilson does one, and people flip out. Yeah, you know, because now we're ready to see it. That's who Matt Miola is for me. And and by the way, you could throw Albie Layer in with. I was Matt just going to say that
1: they're almost. That's like the WSL commentary team. Like they're almost the
0: same guy. They they surf entirely differently, and they do different rotations and airs. But they're basically but like they're from the two same guys area. from
1: Maui that do everything incredibly. But you really couldn't pick them out of a. I could. I don't even I know could. what they look like.
0: I could. But they but they do everything together as well. They surf together. They put edits out together. So they get lumped in together. They deserve more credit than they're getting for sure. Yeah. They do. For sure. Okay, so here's my top five. Top five is more important than the bottom five. Uh, Mick Fanning, number five on my list. did you already say him? No. I did Owen Wright. Same thing. Nope. (laughs) So Mick Fanning, super hard work ethic. I feel like he's from the old class who is just battling it out with the younger guys. In a world where Mick Fanning and Kelly Slater are like falling down. Not Mick Fanning. Joel Parkinson and Kelly Slater are falling down the rankings because these young bloods are like coming at him from all angles. Mick is standing there, yeah. fending it, him Mick's off like with Pete the biggest Sampras, sword. I mean, yeah. He
1: reminds me of Pete Sampras. Yeah. He's just like this, he's just super studly champion that you're just going to, you're going to have to beat him. He's not going to make a mistake and you're going to have to beat him with a better serve or something, you know, totally.
0: And, and um, uh, he does have that vibe. You know? So pull up the text message you sent me with Chas Smith's, um, soliloquy about Mick fanning because I want to argue with it.
1: Okay. Do you have it handy? I do. Bear with me.
0: What, what, give me the precursor. Where did this come from, by the way?
1: I saw it on Beach Grit. Okay. Um, I'll read it for you. This is yeah, from Chaz see. Smith at Beach Grit. He says, I am, for better or worse, richer or poorer, a fan of competitive surfing, but watching Mick Fanning's hunchbacked approach, floating a slow-mo two-foot piece of Portuguese beach break, is awful television. It is supremely awful when compared to the National Football League. But it is equally awful compared to Kurt Russell's award-winning Big Trouble in Little, Little China. Random movie reference. It is Solid, awful though. It is awful compared to the women's ice skating we watched together earlier in the day. It is awful compared to the Chevy Chase franchise vacation remake we watched last night, which is a funny movie. It is awful compared to anything and everything because that Portuguese contest was A, lame, and B, whatever. So that's Chaz, his latest... So I, Scribblings on Beach Grid. <laughs> which I sent to David last week. Which And he's referring I, to he, he and his daughter were watching yeah. the Portuguese event was repackaged for television on ABC or ESPN and he was watching that and his daughter was like would rather watch Chevy Chase's Vacation or some other awful thing relative to the WSL uh, on TV.
0: That's my first bone of contention. That movie was excellent by the way. <laughs>
1: I agree. The vacation remake. It,
0: it wasn't excellent, but it was. It was funny. Funny.
1: I watched. I went went to the movie theater to watch that with my family, and I enjoyed it.
0: I saw it on the plane back from Europe, and like was cracking up. It was so sophomoric and so crude. Yeah, but so funny. Yeah, like, yeah. You got to know that going in. Totally, I thought it was great. So Chaz, I fully disagree with your movie uh, review, but I like Chaz. I like the way he writes. He's funny. I get it, and he does. He's felt that way about Mick fanning forever to the point that he got beat up about it. You know, like that was part of his book. Um, but I fully disagree with him. Like Mick has become super interesting to me. And he, he got, he has a little bit of that hunchback style. Um, especially surfing the the beach breaks when he said that I'm like, yeah, he does. I've never really noticed that before, but he does. But in his like pragmatic, picking apart of the contest criteria and that's what he's doing. He's surfing to the judges criteria. There's really a lot of interesting nuance in that to me, you know, like I've found that to be super interesting that he's able to really pick it apart and do it better than anybody else. His work ethic, his um, longevity, you know, he's going for his fourth world title. Like that's all super interesting to me. So he is a, a classic australian
1: ocker sporting champion like the totally. the nation loves him and they should and he really represents that well and he also does it like he comes through when you need him to come
0: through agreed i think he got robbed in portugal by the way he got beat by um tiago um perez no not perez not Camarao. the other one <laughs> tiago tiago no frederico morais oh frederico, him. <laughs> frederico <laughs> not Tiago. oh him <laughs> Federico beat him, the wild card. And I mean, everybody, they they interviewed, or they the camera was in the locker room with Kelly Slater and Mick discussing the heat after the heat. And Kelly was like, dude, I don't, those judges are tripping. Really? They, yeah. they did that on the WSL it was, broadcast? It was live. Oh, it was did they live. cut away real quick? No, no, no. They let it play out. And then the commentary team commented on it. You know, They're like, oh, well, Kelly has different opinions than the judges or whatever. Right. But it was like... Mick got robbed. Everybody knows it. So, And he's going for a world title, so it mattered. And he had I mean, opportunity- they were
1: subjectively judged by a group of guys that don't surf <laughs> as good as the guys in the water, and, and you're calling it robbery? I'm calling it standard.
0: That's true. That is a problem. All right, number, number four on my list. Yes. Julian Wilson. Julian Wilson, a guy who was on the cusp of not re-qualifying last year, ends up winning the Pipe Masters, and now this year was in contention for a world title and not only surfing incredibly well throughout the year, but for me, the highlight of Julian was the free surf edit that he put out a couple of months ago. That was set to that RZA song. That thing was so gnarly. Like that was one of the highlights of the year of any video clip that came out for me. So Julian Wilson jumped skyrocketed into my number four position. Number three, Scott Bass. Yes. You're going to love number three. Tatiana Weston Webb. <laughs> Who? What's he do? Yeah. Tatiana is my number three spot. Okay. Female surfer. Yeah. Which you did not stipulate. I don't want, even want to hear you argue. This is a men's list because you did not stipulate. Look, here's the
1: deal. Surfer Paul Awards is broken up into men's and women's. You did not make That's that just distinction. A known. That's a given. Nope.
0: You didn't make that distinction. Nope. That's
1: the way it's been for
0: 30 years. That's just what it is. I nope. gave my men's list. This is my list. The 10 most <laughs> well, interesting. You said the 10 most interesting surfers. surfers. You didn't say male ever. That's a given. No. Go back to the tape from last week. Oh, what goodness. you did say last week is, well, maybe one day I'll do a women's list. But you didn't say this one had to be men's. So anyway, Tatiana, most in- third number Third most interesting surfer this year for me. Again, like Idolo Ferrer, kind of came out of nowhere on the women's side of things and just smashed girls. She's a great
1: surfer. Smashed girls. She's a great surfer.
0: Backhand approach, like pretty much Powerful. unbeatable. Pretty much unbeatable. Like uh, Bianca Bootendog's kind of right there with her, but like it's really hard to beat. It's kind of Freddie P-esque, I would say. Just Oh my. She'll go like 10 vert backside turns smashing it. Then you send her out a cloud break and she gets the GoPro a winner out there, like gets shacked. She got a super good barrel in Portuguese beach break, um, super tubos when the waves got big and hairy. She took off on a bomb, not only got shacked, came out and smashed the clothes out. And it wasn't like come out, reset her footing, go down the line and then smash it. It was like, Come out of the barrel, bottom turn, bang, into this big closeout and got a 10 for it. It was pretty gnarly. It was really, really gnarly, Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You didn't even see that wave because you don't even watch the women's. Here's
1: here. the deal. Yeah. Tatiana is a great surfer. I am not doubting that. And I have watched some of her heats and I've seen the GoPro clip at Chopu. And there's no doubting Tatiana Rips. But uh, like millions of other red hot surfers that nobody knows, nobody
0: cares. I fully care. That's you why do. She's number three. Yeah, you do.
1: Yeah. But my point is, is that Surfer Pole Awards, most interesting people in surf, I would be blown away if you interviewed or questioned 100 people, even, where is she from, Maui or something? Kauai. If you went to Kauai and asked for, what's your top 10 surfer pole, like... None, I don't think hardly anyone would put her on the list. You could not
0: be more wrong, okay, and <laughs> I, maybe I am you're <laughs> so myopic. That. you're still talking about Kelly Slater. He was on your he was your number two spot on your list.
1: Dude, it's Kelly like, Slater is completely interesting. Did you hear what he did recently?
0: yeah i'm I'm a big Kelly fan. I'm just saying oh, the, world you're right. has, Kelly's the world world has not grown interesting. the world has grown since <laughs> yeah, Kelly's not interesting. no, he's super interesting. Okay, but I'm he's just not saying on your list. no, well, here's the thing. we are surfing's foremost podcast experts. We need to es- excavate right. the Tatianas of the world. Everybody I, already knows Kelly I Slater. Loved, I, loved we're here to, we're I love to We're here to talking. share new that's things. That's not the list. If the people, list isn't who who we should share. Most should interesting. Be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She's super interesting. Here's the deal. We're not here to tell people what they already know. We're here. If they don't, if they don't say Tatiana's on their number one list, we need to educate them why they should. And right. that's why I'm here. Good. Love me some Tatiana. Yes. All right. So... Uh, number That's an th- interesting choice, I'll give you that Well, isn't it an interesting list? That's what it is, top 10 most interesting surfers Yeah, I mean, She's an interesting choice, yes, bang People
1: could argue that Matt Parker wouldn't be on anyone's list But mine too, but
0: Alright, but I didn't argue because it was your list <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we here to argue? We are, okay. so number two You cannot argue with Yes, I can Nick oh. Woodman <laughs> <laughs> GoPro Nick? GoPro's founder, Nick Woodman. GoPro stock has taken a hit. Whew. I got out right at the right time by the way. <laughs> Man. It's at 20 bucks. What's... I'm going to I'm going to buy back in. I looked at it today it was at 20. I'm going to buy back in under 20.
1: So so GoPro they're going through this thing where they want to be a content producer rather than a hardware company, right? They're this camera hard goods company now and they're trying to transition and I imagine there's a lot of infighting on the board of directors about what we're doing and how fast we're getting there and and you know I guess what's happened is the market's like, oh, they're they don't believe in their hard goods product anymore, so let's sell.
0: Yeah, and there's competing products coming out. There's, you know, oh, there's going to be kind of every thing. phone
1: is going to yeah. be a GoPro. Right. And, I mean, that's the writing on the wall. But my point is, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the market's going. Oops, time. To, you know, are can they be Red Bull? Like, do we need? Because that's what Red Bull is, right? They're basically
0: just a content production company. Right. Well, still, Nick Woodman did it. First, he did it better. He did it. He's changed the game for surfing, and that's why he's number two on my list. It's a great call.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to argue it. It wouldn't have been one I would have even thought of. Yeah. Um, the thing I like about Nick Woodman is that I remember him being at those ASR trade shows you know, back in 2009. Like I said, 1999. I told you this before. I don't know if you recall this. Those GoPros used to have film in them, black yeah, and white did.
0: film. I can't believe it, but you did tell me that.
1: They were... Horrible, <laughs> yeah. And he was sitting there in his little eight by ten that he probably scraped from you know the money together from his couch to his, pay for it. His dad fifty thousand dollar loan. That's how it started. Yeah, and um, and he just plugged through. And I, I, you know, I for I I remember being one that you know internally I was like, this thing's not going to work. This absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? Right place at the right time. Took off. Good for him.
0: But not. I mean, really. I get what you're saying, but not even right place at the right time. Like he got thwarted over and over and over again, like smashed down, ran out of funding, couldn't give funding, like everybody said he was wrong, and just persevered. Yeah. So it was right place at the right time after he navigated a million obstacles and
1: bruises and scraped his
0: knees and like so Nick Woodman, the guy's a hero for that, in my opinion. No pun intended,
1: the GoPro hero. I
0: didn't even try to do that. All right. Number one on the list, John John Florence. there's no arguing. Like, John John is the most interesting surfer in the world right now. He's the best surfer in the world. He is the best surfer in the biggest variety of conditions. He's strangely seems to be the most humble surfer in the world. Like, he's fascinating to me. I love me some John John. <laughs> he's got he has a pilot's license. It's like gr- there's no you can't you can't argue with that. I'm okay. not gonna be able to
1: argue that. He was number two on my list, right? I thought Kelly was number two. on. Oh, maybe he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kelly might have been too.
0: Well, that uh, dovetails nicely into my viewing of the premiere of View from a Blue Moon. Yes. John John Florence's signature movie. film. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Uh, best surf flick ever. Oh, my God. Period. Really? That's my review.
1: I, I was talking to um, a friend of mine, Taylor Divine in the water the other day. Shout and out. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor. You know Taylor? No. Jeff <laughs> no. Devine's son. There you go. Good guy. Really good surfer. And he was saying, he was talking about the Volcom movie. Mm-hmm. The one that has a lot of South America in it. Chile and Peru. Whatever. Psychic Migrations? Yeah. Is he that said, the name of it? He, said he liked that one better than the John John movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Based in the the whole 4K thing versus the film
0: thing. He really liked the film uh, thing. That yeah, yeah. I I mean, here's the deal. I'm not going to argue with that. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. Um, (laughs) So when you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. And there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn jobs. free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. View from a Blue Moon, they did this five-city simultaneous premiere all around the world. Hawaii, Tokyo, Australia, Newport Beach, which is where I saw it, rented out this glamorous theater in Newport Beach that has these reclining chairs. Which one? Ah, I think it's called, it was the Edwards like Big Six or something in Fashion Island. Mm Mm-hmm. Or South Coast Plaza. I don't know. Oh, Fashion Island. Fascist Island. You were there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's what, dude. I don't really go. You just had your John John goggles on. You're like, Fully, dude. So they rented the whole thing out. Like, I don't even think you could get tickets because I tried to get tickets like through their website and it was sold out immediately. Like when they first advertised it, it was already sold out. And I think they just gave tickets to everybody in the industry who wants to go. So I got, when I couldn't get tickets online, I got the hookup tickets, but um Anyway, reclining chairs, giving away free gear, got free sunglasses, you know, it's like such a rad event that they put on, sponsored by Hurley and Spy and all these people. Yeah. Um on this giant screen in 4K. It was the most stunning visuals of any surf film I've ever seen. Cinematography wise, like super theatrical, like a Hollywood level production. So the the visuals are incredible. John John Surfing unbelievable like a clips galore when you watch a lot of these surf films you know there's a clips that are there the surf film is kind of pinned around and then there's some filler there was very very little filler it just went from like banger clip to banger clip to like it was hard to process where um
1: how long was the film about an hour well that's good yeah did it so
0: it didn't seem too long no there's a few sequences that I thought were a little too long. Like there's an opening title sequence that is all <clears> underwater visuals while they're doing, you know, the titles. That ran long. I feel like they were a little bit proud of all of the beautiful imagery that they got. And they it was the first time this has ever been done on this quality of, you know, cameras. And so they got a little bit proud, you know, right. and just like right. in hindsight, I think five years from now, we'll look back when there's more of these films out there that they'll look back and go, oh, we could have trimmed a little bit of fat. Yeah. But when you're watching it in the theater, it doesn't run. Like, it, it was worth watching, and it was that spectacular. If right. you're watching it on your computer, maybe you'll think it runs five or ten minutes too long. There was one section in Brazil um, with Felipe Toledo, John, John, and Felipe, that was totally unnecessary. I feel like they invested in spending time there, and they felt like they needed to then add it to the movie. Right. But they ended up surfing waist high waves doing airs that aren't better than any airs that we see in the CT contest. And they aren't better than the other airs in the film. It was cool to see Brazil and some of like the B roll stuff walking around on the city streets of the people was all really beautiful. The helicopter shots were beautiful, but the surfing was kind of unnecessary. Right. Um, They do a West Africa section that's unreal. They do South Africa that's pretty amazing. They do um, Hawaii is unbelievable. Here's the deal. John John's airs are incredible, but the highlight of the film is really some of the front side rail turns that he's doing. Where in West Africa? Were they in Morocco? No, they weren't in Morocco. I'm not even sure where they were. Um, But it's super remote. Like, Mm -hmm. no people, no anything. Yes.
1: Mm, I think I know where they were. Okay.
0: Um, offshore howling winds, like Baja looking. Yeah. 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 Getting shacked. Yeah. And Jordy Smith. So I was going to talk about John John's turns. I'll get back to that. There was a number of cameo appearances in the film. Matt meal, the aforementioned Matt Miola, Albie layer, um, John John's brothers. Really? None of those people. Bruce Irons makes an appearance. Really, none of those people needed to be in the film. Like, they, it's cool. Like, they, they're really good surfers, but compared to John John, he blows doors on all of them. And when you see him side by side, you're like, that was a gimme clip because. Well, you, you
1: get the feeling that John John's like, look, I really want these guys in my movie because yeah. I respect them. These, you know, and I'm yeah. sure that the
0: editors were like, uh, okay, I'll squeeze them in here for you. <laughs> That's kind of what it looked like in hindsight. Like, they're on the trip, so you got to include a clip of them, but John John surfing is. So it's head and shoulders better. I don't even think it's that you have to
1: put them in because they're on the trip. I think it's more John. John's so humble. and so I agree with that. And he's more like, hey,
0: man, I demand that you put these guys in because these guys are my guys. There's one wave of Nathan Florence at Chopu that we've all seen at this point that was like an insane paddle in that deserved to be in the film. There's a couple of Koa Rothmans that deserve to be in the film. And then, by the way, Jordy Smiths. Definitely deserve to be in the film. Like when you we haven't seen Jordy in a while because of the injury, but like when you see Jordy on his A game, it's remarkable. Like it's undeniable. And you see John John and you go, Well, Jordy's right there with him. Like Jordy is gnarly. And so he's there in West Africa with um with John John and gets a couple of those waves, and that was worth seeing. Um So I was talking about John John Florence's frontside carves. He's doing these frontside whip, whippy. They're rail carves that then kind of go into an extended whip that never... The board doesn't ever release. It's never a release. But he just gets this additional 20 degrees of rotation out of the turn that is just so gnarly, so Gumby-like and flexible and just... It's like nothing I've ever really seen before, and he's doing it in crazy sections at aukai when it's really, really big, or maybe it's gums or something that's these gnarly sections of the wave that you wouldn't ever think to do a turn like that in, and he's getting this radical rotation out of it like in back into like the lip almost where it's barreling behind him, and his board's getting up in there, and then he gets he just spins or comes out of it with like a lot of grace and control and it's gnarly yeah it's like there's only a few guys that can do that (laughs) turn i've never seen it before yeah like it's never been done before and it gets overlooked because like i said there's so many a clips you go from that and then the very next clip it cuts away and then the next clip is him doing a massive backflip like literally he's doing backflips now
1: was the crowd exuberant and
0: rowdy or was it quiet that's the other thing that i loved about this movie experience was people were Respectful and quiet. I've, oh, really? I've been to raucous or yeah. ruckus, like surf video premiere, movie premieres where people are shouting. And you can't even see. Like, it It wasn't crickets. Like, you would hear people clapping and applauding at yeah. the right time, but there was nobody. People wanted to watch the film.
1: People weren't drunk.
0: People, <laughs> Is that what you're saying? People, that's a good point. People weren't drunk and they also weren't getting in the way of watching the film. Right. That's what I don't like. Right. Like, I'm all for having a good time, but I'm here to watch John, John, and I don't want you. You know, inhibiting that experience. Right. So, um Did you let out any Yeah, John John, you're my guy. Number I love, one on my I, poll. I, I shouted out, <laughs> I want you to have my baby. Like, I love you, John John. I am your father. So, so John John wasn't actually at the premiere. I mentioned that I thought that he would be. He was in the he was in Hawaii at the Hawaiian premiere. Yeah. And Peter King was there, and so they released a tour notes video of that premiere, which I'll actually make a note to um embed. Cool. on surf dot com, if you want to check that out yeah um so the movie gets released on itunes and wherever you download movies on december 1st so just a couple gonna, of weeks i'm right. gonna get into it, it gonna, it's unreal I'm dude geek out i'll wax up my paiselle and pretend i'm john john phenomenal song selections and music and all that one other note yes. about about the editing of the film um Bill Ballard produced this, didn't he? He was one of the producers on it, yeah. We've got, like, the key names on this are John John and Blake Cooney co-directed. Eric Knudsen was the kind of director of photography, I think. You know, Blake did a lot of shooting as well. Um, And then Ballard was on the production team. A bunch of Hurley people were involved. Um, And then Brain Farm is the production company that John John partnered with to make this, and they've made other action sports films. Travis Wright's... Um, The Art of Flight or whatever that was. Sean White, I think, did a movie with him. Um, And so there's a big budget going into this. One other note, though, about the editing is um, they've really embraced this whole audio, like audio edit audio editing in the film, which is something that I think has been overlooked in the past. Like they'll add a music track on surf films and maybe in an, a vocal track, you know, for guys who are doing narration and stuff, this had a whole additional layer of like audio stings and a truck passing by and like all these things that they turned up to volume 12, you know? So it adds this extra element of pizzazz, I think to the viewing experience. Mm. Um, auditory impulse yeah and i thought it was really hallucinating cool. it no it, it was really cool and like it added to the experience but i think like they almost overdid it in a sense like yeah. you know they're out there collecting these sounds and then editing them in and like
1: well look they're trying to break new grounds and that's probably one of the ways they probably had a meeting and they're like gosh you know what we could do that we don't you know let's try some really crazy audio stuff and just see how it flies i think it'll be cool and they, it was cool they all signed off on it and yeah. then they did it and it's you know, I think that they were breaking new ground here with different stuff. You know, I mean, they did. I like, said, you and I have talked so many times. It is difficult to make a, something new in the surf media world. You yeah, know? it's so hard to like come up with something special. Totally, and they and did. so they're. I don't. I don't want to say they're grasping at straws, but they're expanding their horizons as to what might be possible. And this must have been one of them
0: they they nailed it. I'm I'm I I think they again got a little bit too proud with the audio thing where they kind of pushed it a little too far, but like what I mean is in the B-roll or in the introduction to a new location, you know, they'll show B-roll footage of um the people on the street and like a car passing by and rain droplets falling and all that stuff. You know, they probably went out and collected additional audio on and then layered it in and then boosted the volume on it. So you hear the water droplets as if they're in your ear and that sort of thing is what I'm talking about. Hmm. Um, and it added to the experience, but again, I thought maybe it was a little bit overkilled, but in hindsight, they'll look back on it and be like, well, we could have toned that down a little bit. I don't think anybody else will have that complaint, but all in all, that's what we do here. We, hyper
1: micromanage
0: all in all 10 out of 10 uh a plus job fully fully enjoyed it i love john john he's number one on my list because of it i can't wait to see him win pipeline this year and all of the free surf stuff wow Eddie edits and videos that they're going to put out of john john i'm a huge fan you got him winning john john for sure i, mean, I mean, winning uh,
1: pipe for sure cool um did you see here that um i don't know did, you knew David Eggers but David Eggers passed away
0: yes I mean I don't know how he didn't open the show with that actually because that's brand new news in the last day or two yeah that's really sad
1: you know David was I mean when he was a teenage young teenager even when he was 12 years old 10 years old this kid was the the deal this guy was going to change everything and quite frankly he he did in many ways I mean the few years that he was around especially as an amateur he was just um, blowing doors and just an incredible surfer And and, San Diego guy, right? Yeah, La Jolla guy, Claremont, um, and he just you know he just blew up too much too soon. But um, I guess I'm reading here that they diagnosed him with schizophrenia at some point later in life, which may speak to some of the um, the sadness in his life, which led to a pretty massive drug and I don't know if it was alcohol. I know he had a drug problem, and um, sadly he just sort of I guess you know, semi destroyed himself. But, um, many in the San Diego community, um, and around the world saddened, you know, by the death of David, way too young, 45 years old. And this guy was an incredible surfer. I mean, you talk about this was the guy, like he was basically the Kelly Slater. Yeah. I mean, he was just, he was like California's big hope. He
0: was. And, and he backed it up. I mean, this guy was well, an incredible check, surfer. Check this out. Some details off encyclopedia of dot Um, In December 1985, after amassing 225 trophies as an amateur, 150 of them for first place, including four U.S. titles, Eggers dropped out at the 10th grade, signed pro contracts with Gotcha and Billabong wetsuits, um, and in 86 was ranked 34 in the world. His spectacular rise was followed by an equally spectacular descent, unfortunately. He quit the tour after only one year, which is kind of was shocking for everybody at the time. Um, and then, yeah, kind of spiraled downward with a little drug, um, with a, not a little drug problem, but a drug problem. Um, I mean, out of 10th grade with hundreds of thousands of dollars at your disposal
1: in La Jolla? Yeah, crazy. Know, like, I, you know. Crazy. For the grace of God, there go I, you know. I mean, most, there's not very many 10th graders that are mature enough to handle that
0: type of situation. No, not at all. But um, died of a heart attack. I don't know if we mentioned that. Is was yeah. the cause of his death, um, just a day or two ago, right? Yeah, two days Monday, ago, maybe Monday. Um, so yeah, super sad story. We'll have video footage and um, photos of David Eggers on surfsplendorpodcast.com dot com and ScottsDownTheLineRadio dot By the way, I am uh, I am redesigning
1: boardroomshow.com, right? And it's going to include all of the down the line stuff. There's going to be um, a big down the line radio podcast presence there. That's where. Basically, all of the down-the-line shows are going to be there. The page that I create for each show will
0: be there. So I'm getting rid of down-the-line radio.com eventually here. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Speaking of website redesigns and um, Stab Magazine obviously got purchased by Surf Stitch a number of months ago. We talked about that in the news and in this show. You could see the transition. If you're looking, if you're paying close enough attention, you could see, like, they're integrating now more... Um, Tatiana testing web. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> integrating more um, purchased content into their, like, it used to be that there's banner ads on the side, and you could see what is um, entertainment versus what is p- purchased right. now. They're filtering in some of the purchase stuff into like the video feed, basically. If you go there to watch videos, now there's a video of Rip Curl's flash bomb wetsuit featuring their team rider. You know, oh right, it's advertorial, totally advertorial. Advertorial, yeah. Yeah. They don't
1: purchase it; they sell that space to Rip Curl.
0: That's what I mean—is Rip Curl purchases, right? right, You know, and like there's a new Dane Reynolds video. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to watch Dane Reynolds surfing. No, no, no. It's it's a Channel Islands video. Oh, yeah. Channel Islands produced video talking about their latest board with Dane as yeah. their, you know. So it's like little stuff like that and then a hyperlink to purchase the board, you know. So it's cool. Like, I get it. Everybody needs to be profitable. I'm not at all shaming it. No. And we're going to come to that same point yeah. with this show. and um, Sooner the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Why Channel do Islands, speaking, you want us to talk about
1: that video? Speaking of um, that topic, I have learned – I don't know if I told you this. I think I did. But I've learned that – um Kelly Slater is going to have his own surfboard label, Kelly Slater Surfboards. It's going to be manufactured by Firewire. And Rob Machado is going to have his... He already has Rob Machado surfboards. Well, he's a shaper, though. And those boards are going to be manufactured by Firewire. So Firewire is going to have Tomo's, Kelly Slater's, Rob Machado surfboards, and probably some others.
0: Hmm. well, Paizel, I don't know if that's the same type of partnership I think or it not. might be.
1: I, I, I think, think so. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. A little it,
0: different because Paizel's an actual shaper. You know, I don't know that Kelly would be – Kelly's signing off on the design, but he's not designing the board really, right? Kelly
1: Slater Surfboards. Okay. I, I can't That's all I know. I don't know. This I know, is kind of
0: breaking news. I know
1: that Kelly is – as you know he's, and everyone knows, he's heavily involved in surfboard design. So does he pick up – the planer? Of course not. I don't think any of those guys do. But does he Machado l- does? Well yeah Machado but, does. but but even those guys are computer guys. Like they're they're designing boards based off of the computer. Yeah. Which is fine. That's a, just yeah. another tool. But My point is is that I mean Kelly can certainly get in there and, and tweak with um, the design on the computer and does he grab a piece of sand sanding sure. block and get at it, I don't know, but um Kelly Slayer surfboards and Rob Machado surfboards. Uh, yeah, I guess it could be breaking news. It
0: is. But, well, I mean, obviously the Firewire thing isn't news anymore. Um, but we were wondering how that was all going to pan out. And like how, you know, what his involvement would well, be. I, and he uh, hasn't really been writing the boards at
1: all or I'm on, hardly. I'm on the understanding, too, that Travis Lee, who's like basically. Yeah, he was the Channel Islands guy with Kelly and just basically toured with Kelly and took care of all his boards needs. Well, he now works for Firewire. Oh really. So he's doing that same thing with Kelly. That's a huge news breaking news story. Sort actually. of like parking lot I don't and I don't have a source other than somebody told me that in the parking
0: lot. Okay. So, so it's so not verified yet. It's not verified. Yeah, okay. I hate
1: to be, the, you know, but I don't know why, you know, this guy wouldn't lie to me.
0: So. Sure. No, no, no. Um yeah, and by the way, Travis Lee wasn't just traveling with Kelly online or on tour. He was there for all of all the, of the, all of the Channel Islands yeah. guys. Nat, he's getting Nat's boards and everybody. Adriano, now you know, um, so interesting. Well, I'm curious to see what comes of that. Kelly Slater, would you buy a Kelly Slater surfboard? Fireware? Um, maybe I you wouldn't. Know, not I don't, buy I don't it. know why I wouldn't. You yeah, know, like sure. I yeah. you
1: know any like, I have too many surfboards. I you know the last thing yeah. I need is another surfboard. But um, I would certainly want to. You know. I'm a freak with surfboards. I'll ride anything. I like them all. I don't, you know, I think they all are valid. On some level or another, they're going to put a smile on my face. You know, I don't care if Kelly designed it or if, um, you know, some backyard guy. I, I actually love the backyard guys, like the real backyard guys that aren't even, that have real jobs and just make boards in their backyard. And you look at those and you go, wow, this thing's cool, man. You know, yeah. good for you. I really dig that. You yeah, know? yeah. So. I'm just a surfboard freak. I'm not really a guy to put the litmus test on on whether I would buy it or not, you know, ride it or not, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I yeah. certainly, I would certainly, I don't know why I wouldn't. Goodness gracious, you know. Right. Greatest surfer in the world. Yeah. He knows a lot about surfboards. hmm And um, I don't know if he would design something that, that I would like right. because he, you know, he's at a level well, everything- way beyond where I'm at. I mean, I'm just I'm all about can I catch the wave. I used to give people crap. I'm like, all you do is catch the wave and you're happy, and now that's kind mm-hmm. of, that's of where that I'm. That's kind of where I'm at now. I'm like, oh, I caught the wave. Happy- it's a
0: success. What a successful ride I had. I'll back back it up a little bit even more. Like I just like getting in the water, seeing the sunrise. Being, like going through the ritual is adequate for me at this point you know and like of course I'm going to catch waves while I'm out there but like I'm grateful to get tech to check those boxes
1: well that feels great. at your age that's a mature place to be because you know I was running on Just selfishness propelled by how many waves I could catch, and yeah, it's so liberating to be where you're at, where it's like, you know what, I love surfing for all of the elements, and and I'm also going to appreciate them. I'm not going to miss those moments because of some hyper focused um, desire to catch as many waves as I can possibly catch. Yeah, totally.
0: Well, I'm going to speculate about what Kelly's board design is going to be like. Just kind of after now that I've processed it for two or three minutes, like thinking about all the things that he's talked about, what. I anticipate is that it'll look similar to what Tomo's doing. Like he t- Kelly talks a lot about. Um, he seems to go less volume, flatter, like planing hull style design. I wouldn't be surprised if he incorporated some asymmetry into the boards that he's making. Um, First of all,
1: ninety percent of surfboards are planing hulls. Like the only boards that aren't planing hulls
0: are. Are hulls that are displacement hulls. But what I mean is more in the spectrum of the planing hulls, uh, of the surfboards, some are more planing hull-like than others. You know what I mean? And I see him veering that direction. Although we've seen him ride, some of those Webers he was riding this year were super rockered out and like different. Yeah. So I don't know. Or maybe that was just him experimenting with the opposite end of the spectrum. I really don't know. But I would see him writing or designing things that look more similar to what Tomo's designing.
1: Yeah, and That's maybe Tomo's think. part of that whole process. I really well, don't know.
0: They definitely spend time talking design. You, you know, know what I mean? Like the KS boards
1: could be the KS line could be a Tomo. The KS line could be a, you know a Weber. Yeah. The KS line could you know who knows?
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. Um, well, moving on. Did you see a video of um, <laughs> Brad Domkey, that skimboarder yeah, yeah. surfing Nazare? Nazare, yeah. Uh, skimboarding Nazare. Yeah, skimboarding Nazare. Getting towed in, skimming Nazare. Why does he Why? skim everywhere? Like <laughs> I don't even get it anymore. Like it- it's just it's it's kind of like you know what?
1: Cra- next he's gonna like. Drop in with a parachute into like into the wave garden on fire, and ride, and skimboard a wave totally. garden on fire with a parachute. It's like why, while like, getting
0: chased by a tiger? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, Thank you. Yeah. like they're gonna put sharks with laser beams on their foreheads <laughs> yes. in the wave pool, and he's then he's got to dodge a shark. He's got to dodge the laser <laughs> it's beams. Like, okay, we get it. You're a freak. So. But What's here, next? like, it is incredible, obviously. And, like, it's kind of last like- year when he did it at uh, maxed out Puerto Escondido, it was unreal. But why? Like, you're not actually going to outrun the wave. You're not even going to make the wave. Like, what are you doing? I don't even get it at all. Like, I would way rather see him on functional equipment. And there was a video last year where the first half of it was him skimming unnecessarily. And then <laughs> and then the second half was him riding a thruster doing airs and kind of ripping it, his style has he a skimmed at Chopu too there was I, think I don't think right. it was Chopu there was one other spot it was like was Puerto. One, I thought maybe he did it at Chopu but maybe I'm just well there was the motorcycle yeah, Robbie I, Madsen that yeah did the, there's something else oh well anyway but like I saw the, Naz- the Nazareth why yeah I, I saw the Nazarene thing and I was just like again <laughs> like what is why is he there what is he doing he's just like I, I don't get it at all
1: I just. By think the way, Surfline has such a great Nazare feed. Have you ever watched the Nazare feed, like no. the cam? It's going off lately. It's been going off. They often put it up in their Cam of the Day thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good cam. Well, it gets good, by the way. Like it's know, not it looks,
0: just massive. It looks like mountains of water. It like would there's be a fun left. if it was three to four feet. It's these uber powerful, like thick, mean. I've seen it. No, I've seen it when it. I've seen Kelly actually it. I've seen it. that footage too. Yeah. yeah, where it's like six feet and hollow lefts. Like almost not super too hollow. peaky, though. Huh? Yeah, like. Like a beach break. Yeah, kind of wishy-washy beach break, but like still good. Oh, yeah. Um, So anyway, Brad Donkey, what are you doing, dude?
1: I want Garrett to call me when it's three foot. I'll be (laughs) not 38 or 48
0: or 58. All right. I've got must-see moments and a duke and a kook for you. Okay. Must-see moment virtual reality 3D surfing that GoPro has produced. Have you seen this? No. This is the most remarkable advancement ever. Period. More remarkable than... Most
1: remarkable advancement ever. Ever.
0: Like, crazy. Okay. So, more than modern medicine, more than the internet, more than anything, actually.
1: Fits the polio vaccine to shame. What is that? Like, this is more important.
0: So, this video, it's not only remarkable in terms of the camera work, but the viewer that you use online to watch it, you can grab the screen and pull it to the right and the the angle shifts to the right. They have 360 degree GoPros mounted. So they're capturing images from every angle. They somehow stitch it together in the edit bay afterwards. And then they've created this new video player that you use, where again, you take the cursor on the screen and move it anywhere and your angle changes. So there's guys, I think it's Anthony Walsh, there was a CJ Hobgood one getting barreled at Cloud Break, or maybe it was Chopu, I actually forget which which it was. He's paddling into the wave. You can be looking at his point of view at the mountains while he's paddling into the wave, or swivel it around to the left and see what's happening down the line. You could swivel it sorry, swivel it behind him and see what waves are coming behind him. Where are these cameras mounted? On his board? I I'm not sure if he's holding them or if they're actually one camera or serious. I think it's on. It's like a circle. I think A circle of cameras in his hand. Exactly. I think it's actually on his board now that you say that because you can get an angle of him surfing as well. Okay. So it must be on his board. It's freaking remarkable. Then and the you while you swivel the cam while you swivel your view while you're watching it it doesn't stop and buffer. It continues on. So like you're watching the video while you're actually changing the angle. It's the most remarkable thing I've ever seen in my life. And then they'll, the video that they have is like three minutes long and it shows him duck diving and paddling out. And you can get the 360s of him duck diving, paddling out, paddling into the wave, getting barreled while you're in the barrel, swivel the view back and look what it looks like into the pit, swivel it to the curtain, see the curtain following swivel it to getting spit out all in real time like I said it doesn't buffer and stop when you swivel it it continues it's crazy That's cool. the craziest again like I can't believe it's not like on the news on every surf website it's like it came and went and nobody seems to be impressed by it okay, I have a,
1: a Duke Kahanamoku okay. and it's Kelly Slater and before you cringe shocking yeah I knew you were going to go there but he has teamed up with a caring group which is sort of like for lack of a better phrase, the parent company of Outer Known, the clothing, sustainable clothing company that, that Kelly's a part of. So is it the Caring Group or? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the Caring Group. So they have launched this, um, this campaign with white ribbons that basically is, is, um, bringing attention to, um, abuse, the abuse of women. And, um, Kelly, um, has a few quotes in the press release. He's a part of this foundate of this movement and he wears, you know, that you wear this white ribbon and Kelly's mom apparently went through some physical and emotional abuse. Um, And Kelly talks about that a little bit and just says, it's just, you know, we just can't stand for this. Yeah. And so um, for that, uh, for, for standing up for uh, the horror that is physical and emotional abuse uh, against women, Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through
0: adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. My Duke, Konamoku, is 30-year-old South African surfer Josh Enslin, who set the unofficial world record for the longest surf session at 30 hours and 11 minutes. In the cold. South Africa. It was the frigid, man. Like He's got booty, thick, wetty booties, gloves, uh, wetty hood. Um, it was all for charity, you know, Right. like, and it was well documented. Um, but man, he like was, he was saying, and by the way, he caught a wave every four minutes. So it wasn't just like a long session where he sat there. It was an active session, 455 waves in total in the course of 30 hours. That's hard to do. Crazy. So he surfed throughout the night, obviously in the dark. Why did he come in? Did it blow out? No, <laughs> uh, I think 30 hours and 11 minutes was enough. Okay. Um, he win switched and beat the previous record by 30 minutes. Um, but like he was injured, like his, he couldn't see out of one eye by the the last hour or two. He said his left shoulder felt like it was just like a ton of bricks was on it. I was having a really hard time paddling, uh, but persevered, set the record all for a charitable cause. So, Josh Anslin, my Duke, Kahanamoku. I've got the YouTube video. It's a three-minute video documenting the process on uh, SurfSplendorPodcast.com. Cool. And then my kook of the week. Yes. The internet trolls who complained about Kelly Slater and Shane Dorian's Fiji giveaway. Did you see this? No. I was a, I'm a big <sighs> fan of that giveaway. Dude. Money's went to four different charities. One of them, Surfed. I, I don't even understand people. Anymore. They're just they got nothing better to do. Internet haters, like what's the deal, dude? So Insecurity. So this company called Omaze approached Shane Dorian with this charitable thing where it's like, hey, we'll send you to Fiji, you and a friend to Fiji, um, and we're gonna do this campaign and a bunch of people donate to this good cause, we'll collect a ton of money for the charity. Yeah. And then you guys that the We'll pick a winner out of all the donors. The more you donate, the more chances you have to win. And we'll pick a winner, and the winner gets to go with you and a friend to Fiji for a week. That's their prize. So Shane's like, yeah, I'll definitely get involved with that. And he reached out to Kelly. So Kelly was Shane's friend who he was going to go to Fiji with, and one lucky winner would get to go on this trip with them. Well, a bunch of people donated. There was a woman in the South Bay of Southern California, South Bay of Los Angeles, um, which is in Southern California, obviously – Who donated $100, and she was picked as the random winner. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Um, Turns out she doesn't actually surf. Okay. So Kelly Slater posted on Instagram, like, congratulations, um, this woman, I actually don't have her. Stacy from Mm -hmm. Hermosa Beach, California, won the drawing. We're really excited to take Stacy to Fiji with us. Well- all the internet trolls chime in. and She doesn't even surf, man. Stacy's not even a surfer. How could she go on this surf trip of a lifetime with Kelly Slater and Shane Dorian? Right. You guys are barnies for doing this, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, Kelly Slater chimes in. And combats against the internet trolls, oh, and it's like was a mistake. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> you like know. he's like, this is all for charity. Who gives a crap whether she surfs or not? Maybe she will fall in love and become a surfer. Like, yeah. why are you guys being such dicks about this? Yeah. You know? Well, then of course then, everybody then else chimes on. in. I mean, we got. Let me. I'll just read a couple of the people that oh, fought back with Kelly. Don't give them too much energy. I'm, now. I'm not going to
1: name them. You're but kind of. You're, if you. If they're you, my kooks. you feed it, though, you're feeding them right now. You're
0: feeding the trolls right now. That's what the kook section is about. If you can't feed the trolls. They're going to be like, hey, hey man, did them. you hear David talk about me? We're making fun of them. I don't. All right. So one guy says, Jelly Kelly is washed up old bald piece of crap. Um, yeah, uh, you shouldn't
1: have read that. Does it that did not need to be read. One on of them
0: it. says, Kelly, can, you're calling us an idiot? That's a little bit harsh. Considering I've been your fan since I was 10 years old, keep playing the corporate you can be a again. fan and an idiot at the same time that's a good point actually <laughs> it's <laughs> so, not like
1: they're mutually exclusive
0: <laughs> but i think what happened was what people were surprised by is that kelly attacked some of these guys you yeah know? That, so my question to was you a is PR blunder was it do you ever like my question to you do you ever address internet trolls no just let it go
1: yeah he's what what, what for or like, why the yeah. question is what's the upside is there any? It doesn't upside? seem to be. Well, the only upside is that you get to vent. You know your. You know, it's it's. The answer is there's no upside, but in the moment you feel like you're kind of want to lashing back. Carrier. Yeah, you're protecting, but you're not because you. That's what they want. They're right. just like, oh, can you believe he
0: actually bit the? <laughs> he bit the hook. Well, what I'm surprised by is that anybody, Kelly Slater, more than anybody, has the time. To chime in, like if you had a lot of time, we're no. About. But dude, you he, the guy has five. He was on the golf course the other day with me. <laughs> was he? Yeah. What golf course? I'm not gonna say. Okay. Um, did you talk to him? I mean, no, he was there I, at the same time you were. There. Yeah, he well, was there You guys this. weren't playing around together. No. Okay. So, but what I mean is, like, he's he'll post something, get a thousand comments. You open up that that feed and then read individual comments and then respond to them. Like I don't have the time to do that. And I'm not as busy as Kelly is, you know what I mean? Like I'm shocked. And it kind of reminds me like how much time do we waste on the Instagram or the internet? as a whole, I much that, less on internet trolls. A like, lot of
1: the guys that are t- trolling the internet are doing it at work or at school where they're like, they're just wasting time. They're like, those trolls got the time to waste. I'm just shocked. No, they're that getting paid. Slater- That's my point. Like they're getting paid at work and they're like, what should I do? I could finish my report or I could just go on Facebook and troll out, you know, and well, that I at the understand. end of the day, the
0: paycheck's the same. That part, I completely understand. What I don't understand is Kelly opening the right. comment feed and then replying, right. like who has the time for that?
1: In, in some regards you know kelly's done this in the past and and it's kind of neat that he that he, that he offers himself that yeah. in that way you know and it's sort of an innocent thing it's kind of you know the, i mean it's very rare right that somebody would even reply yeah. so in some ways he might win a few more fans just for trying engaging to, yeah just trying to yeah engage yeah.
0: with them but well, congratulations to Stacy for donating and yeah, winning. Stacey. great, great job for Kelly and Shane for being a part of it and spending a week of their life doing this. Um, and the kooks are the internet trolls who shame Stacy for not surfing. That's a super weirdest thing I've ever even heard of. You know, yeah, I don't get that. Doesn't surprise me. A lot of things I don't get this week, Scott. Internet trolls and
1: Brad and you're, Domke you're, you're, skimboarding. You're, <laughs> I do not get it at all. And- Tatiana Weston Webb on your
0: list. Of I get that completely. Interesting. Actually. That is the smartest pick. Ever. No,
1: good for her. You know what? It's all good. Even PT. I'm surprised said, you haven't commented on the women's tour coming down to the wire here at Honolulu Bay. It starts in like on a the day. 22nd or something. Yeah, two days, three two days. days. Yeah, it really starts should. this weekend. Stephanie Gilmore's not in it. It's going. It's between Carissa and Courtney Conlog. They're going down to the wire. There's a whole series. They sent an email yesterday today that has the breakdown, like what needs to happen for each of them for one of them to win the world title or, or not. I think Chris is in the driver's seat. But I know you're a Courtney Conlog fan, right? I'm She's from your court. hometown, isn't she? She is,
0: actually. Yeah. I'm rooting for Court. Um, and I just love her work ethic and Doesn't all Doesn't she ride for Tim Stamps? She does. For Tim makes her boards. She's done great things for Stamps, well, I, I would think. like to see Courtney win. Yeah, I would love to see Courtney win. Yeah, I'm rooting for Court. How is it that I'm bringing up women surfing right now and telling you what's going down? Because so you're falling in love with it. The surfing's incredible Honolulu is incredible Uh, By the way Fantasy Surfer If you do play that Now would be a good time To get your money in For the women's event We still got time For the men's event But You take pesos? what does that mean? Are they doing the event in Mexico? Like I don't even, or are you just trying to show how little you care about women surfing? Is that what that joke was that you will only pay for it in pesos? I love, I have, I love women. Is there a place in Mexico that doesn't accept us dollars by the way? <laughs> I think dollars are probably more prominent in Mexico than pesos. are. Um, I've never even seen a peso and I've been to Mexico like a lot. Um, so anyways, fantasy yes. surfer, um, yes. Yeah, we need to discuss Fantasy Surfer our next show because we really haven't pay, paid any attention to that and it's pretty exciting. Uh, so get your payment in. Uh, you can do it on surfsplendorpodcast.com forward slash fantasy surfer. Has all the instructions there. By the way, if you
1: are um, wondering what's going on with the North Pacific and why Hawaii's been sort of dormant and um, and the West Coast of California, the West Coast of North America has been really sort of. Not bad. It's actually been good up in Central Cal and NorCal. Anyway, point is the jet stream is pushing everything way to the north. There's a big high-pressure blob in the uh, northeast Pacific, sort of around Hawaii and just to the east of Hawaii, and it's pushing all low-pressure systems way up to the north. So Pacific Northwest is getting a ton of really steeply angled north swell when we do get it, and um, it's, of course, bypassing the Southern California Bight, so anywhere south of the harvest buoy um is missing is not getting swell and but there it, it's things are expected to change where the jets should drop down a little lower and we'll get some more northwesterly uh, low pressure systems and waves.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well then, what
1: else, Scott? Um what's your email? Oh, you can reach me surf at gmail dot com and the uh The new website. Well, it's the same website. Redesign's coming up soon. It actually hasn't happened yet, but we're working on it. Boardroomshow.com. In the meantime, you can go to downlineradio.com.
0: Perfect. And then I'm at hello at podcast.com. And then, of course, on social media at Surf Splendor. Shout out to the Surfing Heritage and Culture Center, which is where we're broadcasting from today, by the way. Surfingheritage.org. The foremost expert on all things surf. surf (laughs) Yes. Surf history and all of it. And
1: David, there's an incredible Rennie Yader exhibit here right now. So if you're in the San Clemente area, just pull off the five, go east on Pico and come on up here and you'll see a really great uh, Rennie Yader exhibit. I've heard of him. Yeah. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, until next week or the week after. Next week's actually Thanksgiving. Yeah. So So two weeks from... two
1: weeks tuesday or something in two weeks we'll have another show for you right before pipeline right are we ever going to get paid for doing the show how Uh, are we going to get that to happen
0: we will one day
1: all right we're just going to keep our nose to the grindstone if you're a business out there that wants to sponsor the show we would love to help you and your business prosper so um, get a hold of us sounds good all right until next time adios and aloha
0: And there you have it, yet another episode, episode 108, I believe, of Surf Splendor. That is a lot of, actually, well, 109, episode 109. So that is probably, um, this, this is probably our, I don't know, 160 of Surf Splendor, I would think at this point. Definitely hour-long episodes. A lot of them are hour and a half, so probably looking at about 160 hours worth of content there for you for free. You know where to get it? SurfSplendorPodcast.com. Tell your friends, by the way. That is how we keep this snowball gaining momentum. All right? Thank you for doing that. Follow on social media. Send me a note. Uh, Leave a comment on the website about today's show or whatever you want to do. All right? Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back next week. Um, Thanksgiving week, I do have something in the pipeline. Even though Scott and I probably aren't going to meet, I have something that should be ready to roll out probably towards the end of the week. Um, So sit tight. I'll get that to you. And then we'll be back with Surf News the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, All right. Thank you very much. And uh, until we meet again, I encourage you, dip into the ocean, catch a couple waves, and shred on.